to Event Experience by Visibo. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the podcast where we bring the best and brightest event experience leaders together to share stories, tips, and lessons learned from creating some of the world's biggest events. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with Ryan Shefke and Brad Froze of Captello. Ryan Shefke is the founder and CEO of Captello, an event industry's premier end-to-end lead capture and event engagement software platform. Coining the phrase universal lead capture, Ryan has developed the platform to offer event professionals unprecedented flexibility and control of the lead capture and engagement processes from customizable lead capture forms and digital activations to automate workflows, event automation, and more. Brad Froze is a marketing professional with over 20 years experience in network television, public speaking, magazine publication, nonprofit, and SaaS marketing. In this conversation, the three of us focus on engagement at events. We talk about the challenges of engagement that existed at in-person events prior to the pandemic, issues with engagement in virtual events, and yes, it's much more than just Zoom fatigue, and overcoming the engagement challenges at all events in the future moving forward. All right, let's get into it. I am super excited today to bring you a conversation with Ryan Shefke and Brad Froze from Captello. Ryan, Brad, welcome to Event Experience. Thank Hello. We're super pumped to be here and I want to match that excitement. So woo-hoo, here we go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Very awesome. At Bizabo, I've heard nothing but great things about Captello. And then in my interactions with you, that's just been reinforced. So it's been awesome to meet you both and to have a great conversation with you and where I appeared on your podcast and have to link up to that in the show notes because it's all we'll have some crossover, but separate talk. I'm curious for the listener, if they've never heard of Captello, we should probably cue them in with kind of a brief superhero origin story of the company, what it is and how it came about. Yeah, absolutely. So again, thanks, Eric, for that. And I'm glad that we're spreading rumors with Invisibo about we're cool to work with and we have exciting stuff, but the rumors are very true. So yeah, we have a very unique story. You know, we began in 2014 as a sales and marketing automation company. And I'm going to fast track a little bit. We kind of realized, man, the sandbox that we're playing in is super crowded. And there's all these people saying, oh, we're marketing automation. You have MailChimp, Constant Contact, everybody, we have marketing automation. So we said, man, that's so crowded. You know, we're kind of eager to find these new opportunities. And much like everything we do, our customers and the companies we work with, they drive the solutions we create. So, you know, in the sales and marketing platform, we have web form capabilities, things like that. We had a client that came to us and they said, these web forms are really cool. But we need to be able to take that same form and go to a trade show and be in the basement of a hotel that doesn't have internet. And we need to still stay connected. So we said, we can do that. And then we ended up creating lead capture. So we call that universal lead capture. This is 
a system that exhibitors and organizers can give to their exhibitors. And that helps them capture leads through various methods and trade shows and then get that information right into their backend system, their CRM, marketing automation, et cetera. And, and so that's where we kind of created the Captello brand. And shortly thereafter, Eric, the clients again said, hey, this is cool. I can capture these leads consistently at every event that I go to, but I need some more help. They said, this is cool, but I need to draw people into my, I want to I want more leads. I want to draw people in. Give me something exciting. There, therein lies the birth of our activations. We call them digital activations. I, I try to not use the word games because we don't want to sound simple and silly. We, we're a professional software company. So that's where digital activations came into play that also have lead capture. And so now we're like fully immersed in the event industry. Uh, and super excited to be partnering with Bizabo and complementing the virtual event platform, as well as the live event solutions from Bizabo. So we have a lot of things I think in common and uh, I think really great things ahead for both companies. Awesome. Great story. Thank you for filling us in. Obviously, your focus is on engagement, regardless of what the venue is for an event, whether that's in person or uh, virtual. And what I want to do here is walk through the timeline and get you both of your perspectives. What was your perspective in terms of engagement? You kind of already alluded to it a little bit here with the booth positioning and activations, et cetera. What was your perspective in terms of how engaging an in-person only event was prior to say 20, 2019 and, and further back in time? Yeah, I'll take that. So I think events, people tried to make them engaging, right? So I'm, I'm going to skip around and if we could peek into the future, we would go, oh my gosh, the pandemic has taught us that digital is okay. And, and we're much, we embrace and we accept digital uh, forms of being able to deliver events and digital marketing and digital concepts. I think a lot of uh, people in the events industry, they were, they had kind of a mental block and, and it was, it was, it's challenging to accept digital concepts and campaigns and ideas. So now that they're more accepting, I think that enables these events to be more exciting and more engaging. But before that, you'd have people bringing in, I always talk about this, the big physical spin the wheel, right? I mean, think of how expensive, Eric, that would be to haul that thing in pay for the shipping, just to set it up, to orchestrate all of that, or your big physical whack-a-mole table, you have to pay somebody to create it and bring it in. And gosh, why don't we do these things digitally? And digital allows us to actually do a lot more. And then even further, you have organizers. We've done this where organizers now come to us and they say, hey, back in the day, pre-pandemic, we would do a passport for prizes. We'd give people these physical cards and you'd go around and you have to have them stamped showing you went to these checkpoints and then come back and turn in your card and you get a prize for that, you know? So we've digitized all of that. And, and again, it makes it so much more versatile and, and lower cost really. Yeah. Brad, what about you? What's your experience with interaction and just experiences at in-person events prior to the pandemic? 
Yeah, pre-pandemic, really, there was a lot of focus on who is in your booth and how much money did you spend on your booth. You would go to a specific expo and they'd have industry leaders or sneezers that they would try and bring in to drag that attention in. And then you'd have a bunch of inline booths that just looked like a repeat of the other one. Nothing to really differentiate or separate them out. So, you know, it really has changed the game post-pandemic to be able to go digital and offer even smaller companies that can't afford an island 40 by 40 booth. Somebody that's just starting out with a 10 by 10. A way to drive intentional traffic directly to their space without paying thousands and thousands of dollars, a way to engage people with their brand and their solution and get them directly to the, and lead them something like a lasting memory, uh, a lasting experience they had with teammates and things like that. Things that we're seeing now that this is really how Captello helps. This is the vision that we have to bring. I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the, 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 the uh, stark difference is really there. It was it was based on how big can you be and how much talent can you draw in. Now it's the ability to really broadcast your message uh, and your differ differentiators through different technologies. Now, I know this is all about event experience. It's the name of the show, and I want to get your event experience. I'm going to add mine very briefly here real quick. One of the things that I noticed running social media for an event annually, as well as attending events, was... I'm a people watcher. I'm a people person, but I'm also a people watcher. And one of the things that I noticed is you had this spectrum of people where it was either they were a lurker and they were very quiet and kept to themselves, very much an online avatar as well. You also had those outgoing connectors who had to meet every single person and were always in the hallways and never attending the sessions. People that just went from session to session only You've got the, the cross between the introverts, the extroverts. And then also as we move in, kind of move our conversation forward in terms of into the pandemic and how digital affects different people. When you've got boomers and different generations, Gen X, millennials, digital natives, they all react or respond with, with their various past experience in the digital world up till that point but can be trained into new modes of thinking. I, the, the example I think of is I have a very close friend. His dad was visiting him, who's 20 plus years older than him, did not grow up with technology. However, he accidentally left his phone at a hotel and when he was visiting and freaked out that he couldn't figure out how to get around without the maps feature on his phone, though for two to three fourths of his life up till that point, he was already a very good map user in an analog map user, I should say. And mm -hmm. so it's just that we've, we've learned or habitualized certain, certain practices. And that's a lot of what the shakeup was in terms of the event experience events themselves when it came to the pandemic. What was your kind of realization and, and or slash pivot as the pandemic was happening and, and especially with your focus on engagement. Yeah, I'll take that for us actually, because to be honest, I hate the word pivot and no offense to you, but none taken. Yeah. So we, we never pivoted, but I think that we, we sensed this whole new opportunity for everybody. I mean, not just us selfishly speaking, but 
for everybody. Like to go back to your comment, I think engagement was really low at live events because if you have a live event, like you're excluding this huge population of people that couldn't be there because their manager said no, or you can't afford it, or they couldn't travel or what have you. So it's much more inclusive now. It's more holistic to run these events. But for us, we, we didn't pivot, Eric, we extended what we do. So what is the extension? Well, I mentioned, you know, in the live environment, all, like all of our digital activations, the spin the wheel, the whack-a-mole, the trivia, the Jeopardy, everything we're doing. Yes, you can run it on a tablet in your booth, right? But you can also embed them into amazing environments like Visibo and virtual platforms. So we made our technology cross-platform. Um, and so that's, it's easy to, you know, pop them into, into Bizabo. The other thing is, again, tying the two worlds together. At live events, and Brad mentioned this, you know, companies, exhibitors would really try to create memorable moments, right? And do their best at, at that. And they oftentimes would give away swag or a pencil or a hat or whatever. And then the person walks away and they, the, the, the exhibitor feels like, oh, that's going to be the one thing they're going to remember me by. But what happens? That goes in the trash. They give it to their kid that spin the helicopter, whatever it is. And that doesn't stay with them. As we embrace this digital ecosystem at live events, we have a whole prize element, right? So a reward system where over 250 different digital gift cards and ways to basically make your swag or whatever your giveaway is digital, deliver that and deliver the follow-up and the communication and all of that. So our platform is built around all of that. And that's, that's very transferable into this virtual environment where you could have a leaderboard in the virtual environment. It's digital. You can have your reward system where people can get in there and get their gift card and things like that. Yeah. It's it, everything was transferable for us because that's the beauty of staying in that digital realm, if you will. There's, there's so much expansion and flexibility, but we extended, we didn't pivot. And, and again, a lot of this is, is working inside visible. I love that clarity and I love that intention behind that. And, and definitely I will stop using that word. No, no, no. <laughs> in this conversation, I will stop using that word in this conversation. Oh, okay, I will yeah, still use like, it, yeah. but still <laughs> when applicable, when appropriate. Great. Uh, Brad, do you have any thoughts on that? You know, most of most of us have seen You've Got Mail. The begin the intro to that movie is, is a very 80s style graphical intro. It's kind of like a Minecrafty look. And that's kind of where digital went in the pandemic. Let's hurry up and build a platform where we can put avatars inside of uh, block figures inside of environments. And I think, honestly, that's kind of where this fatigue started to happen with the insight of the leadership in Captello and building these experiences that now created a bridge between the in-person and the virtual environment where people could interact and be touching the same exact game or activation or the same asset, whether that be a brochure or website, whatever it is, but they, it bridged that gap by allowing them to touch those things at the same time, no matter whether they were attending digitally or in person. And so they could compete in a, a trivia or a Jeopardy style game together 
and see the same leaderboard that they're seeing, whether they're in person or digital or, you know, online and really makes the people feel like they're building community, sharing experiences and sharing the rewards that come from those experiences. I've experienced that actually an in-person experience augmented by digital technology where I think, I, th- I can't remember. I think it was Thanksgiving, but a brother, my brother-in-law, he hooked something up to the TV. We all went to a link on our phones. It was he and I and my son and daughter, and then my nephews. And because they already had their, I mean, I mean, it's common practice. We all have our phones on us at all times anyway. Why not use them for something to connect as a family? Right. And on the screen, we're playing a game with our phones and it's very much like what you're <laughs> capable and pioneering. Yeah. And I loved it. So when I got wind of what Capitella was capable of, I instantly thought, oh, I know how this goes. This is perfect. This is this is meaningful interaction, small and large scale at events. Yeah. When you couple that together with the power and the flexibility of Bizabo's platform, you really just end up with a completely immersive, incredibly flexible environment that, that again, spans that gap, bridges it together. It's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we've become so accustomed to our technology and, and our reliance on it. Like my, my friend's dad who couldn't who then suddenly forgot how to use an analog map. And that's, I think, what we need to remember is that moving forward, if anything the pandemic has taught us, and you can both speak to this, if the pandemic has taught us anything, there's an analog world, a physical world, and a digital world, and they're not separate. We live in both, and it's about merging them and leaning in on the strengths of both of them to create great experiences excellent experiences for our attendees. And I think, you know, you and I had talked before, Eric, but there's different kinds of people. I just, I'm excited about the future of the events industry, really. I think it's just going to be because of what's happening, what happened, and because of the opportunities with digital, um, it's just going to blow up even faster. Like it's, I see monumental growth because as you're pointing out in, in, in the Bizabo platform, I know I'm plugging Bizabo, but it's all good because it's a great platform. But, you know, people learn in different ways. Also, like people are different. I might be okay being on here, seeing you. We're on a Zoom. We're talking. I'm fine. I might be okay in person. I might be okay speaking on a stage. But other people might not be. In other words, some people might not be comfortable going to a live event. They would really rather be in this kind of environment and have it digital. So there's people learn in different ways. People interact in different ways. People, people are different. And this is the whole element of being human. Yeah. Not every human is alike. We're not robots. We are humans. We are, we are a broad spectrum of flavors of people. (laughs) (laughs) And, And speaking of that, again, I think that's the thing is of our different walks of life, ages, you know, backgrounds, all of that. Again, as technology has become more prevalent and ubiquitous and it's ever present, our attention is not. It's splintered. Hence why what you're doing with your activations can be a really powerful, not just accommodation, but an augmentation or a building on top of and an essential part of an event, a missing piece that I think a lot of people overlook. Definitely. And you're seeing a really, a transformation take place in terms of 
where organizers and exhibitors want to go with engagement. You know, before uh, and even during the beginning of the pandemic in a virtual environment, sometimes you had to beg people to attend meetings or presentations. Your presentation hall might be a tenth of what you wanted it to be. But now you're finding new ways to drive intentional participation in these different halls because they can be incentivized to be there or they can be told to be there uh, by virtue of notifications or different hardware devices that can be worn and things like that. So you're seeing um, you can take data that's been collected at the beginning of the show. You can qualify the, the people in the show based on interests, and then you can drive them to the sessions and things that, that are really best suited for them, increasing that engagement and that attention by, you know, augmenting that digital experience in the in-person or hybrid situation. Yeah, and I'm going to add to that, you know, I, I feel like activations are a necessary part of any event, really, because one topic here, obviously, is Zoom fatigue. And and being on, on the screen so much and requiring so much of your attention. The premise here is people need a break. There was a, a study by Jeremy Balenson. He's a Stanford professor and he did a study on Zoom fatigue and he had four main pillars. And one pillar is that you need to take a break. So you can't just be in this event the entire time. You know, a break could be having some fun, engaging in a different way than what we might think of. And, and this could be gamifying things, making it fun. So you're not, you don't feel it's work. You're, maybe you're winning something, you're competing. That's inherent in a lot of people. We, most people like to compete, but they like to, it's fun for them and it's relaxing. So doing these things that allow people to relax and not feel like it's a meeting or they're, they're draining their battery. That's really kind of the, one of the essence of what we're shooting for. I always have a quick little giddy moment when I see that an event that I'm going to is in the hotel where I will be staying at for the event, because then I've got that built-in break already <laughs> exactly. able to be done. You know, I can go up, I can, I can yeah. walk the floor, I can go through all the booths, I can grab the swag, and then I can say, I got to take this swag up to my room and take a break. <laughs> so it's that built-in kind of, in, in that world, it's that built-in piece. But... Here's the same thing when you're working from home or attending events from home. Again, Zoom fatigue is a real thing with full-blown actual symptoms. You're fighting not only splintered attention because I've got my pet, my kid, my we all saw the 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 London or UK guy who had his whole family bust in on his news conference. <laughs> it's like that at home. It always is. Even just today I had a, I was in a meeting and there was a dog barking. We're accustomed to that now. But I don't think as people were as used to dealing with those distractions or when there's a lack of them, that the material in front of me, the sessions, the speakers, the agenda is engaging or interactive enough. And that's where you come in. You know, I think when you look at these, when you look at like virtual events, right? I mean, what do you have? What are the ways to deliver content? You know, it's. You have networking opportunities, so people kind of exchange content. You got speakers, right? They're on the podium talking. You're getting presentations. Like, we got to be creative in terms of ways to deliver a message, right? And, and there are creative ways to do that, whether it's a trivia, again, that's something fun, or 
a crossword search and people are searching for things or a mash game or something like that, like different ways, again, to deliver education and get your message across. And I think that's part of being creative. And the good news is that event organizers or coordinators, usually they're very creative people. They're imaginative. And, and that's a good thing. I think it's, it might be hard for people organizing an event in a digital environment to see how they could take that creativity because you can't build stuff. There's no kind of physical elements, right? So you got to have other avenues and ways to deliver that creativity and drive home your message, you know? And, and getting people to participate and actually engage when they're sitting in a presentation can be difficult. But again, one example on our platform is we have a, a custom QR code builder. It can be branded any way you want. And, and then that person can be watching your presentation. You might have a great video or some multimedia, but now you have a way to get a live poll, live feedback, or a live interactive interactive gamification experience that brings the entire audience together and shows them live results. So now they're part of the presentation and not just spectators. I think that's the the downfall there is for a lot of uh, virtual events is you're competing with all the other time that I've spent on a screen that day, whether it's been a call or in email, et cetera, working in, in Google Docs, whatever. I've already spent that much time doing that. Give me something different. And that's what you provide. Definitely. That's that's our passion is to, to provide that over the top, that flexible, that super engaging experience that, again, uh, brings people together. And again, we had a, a motto this year in our marketing campaigns. It was to engage the individual. It's not so much just about trying to scan a badge or get attention, but it's actually engaging the human, the human element. Yeah. We're all about human here at Bizabo, more human events. So you're talking our language right there. Uh, I, so we've already given some examples. Let's dive deeper. Let's, let's give a plethora of examples to event experience leaders out there who they're on board. They understand that as this um, person who's putting on an event they have to be thinking about the engagement factor for their attendees, whether again, it's in-person or it's virtual. What, what are some other ways that they can use activations like Captello is using to engage the audience? We've set up something for the second year now we call a treasure or scavenger hunt. It's great for the organizer and the attendees and the exhibitors. Everybody wins because you can create a self-guided tour, a treasure hunt where participating sponsors get branded elements in their booth to identify them as a stop. People look for those, th those signs and those brands, they are intentionally driven to those places where when they experience whatever they're experiencing there, whether they're having a really great conversation or playing a gamification or activation that presents the solution in a, a fun and educational way, they can actually earn points for going to each one of these stops. And those points add up on a leaderboard where they can redeem those points for rewards of just any kind. So everybody wins. So the organizer gets to monetize those opportunities. The exhibitors get intentional traffic driven directly to their booth where they can have the conversations they need to have. And the attendees having fun running around, getting their steps in and winning cool free stuff. 
Who doesn't like free stuff, right? Yeah, very true. So I'll add to that. We have different activations, right, that that deliver different things. So you're talking about experiences, you know, Brad, I kind of brought this up earlier, creating memorable moments. So our photo booth is actually really cool because it's a hybrid photo booth. You know, you could have it at your live event. It could be on a tablet or you could have a QR code at your live event and then attendees can take their smartphone, scan the QR code. And our photo booth is really neat because you can add stickers, you can put a frame, it's all appropriate to the event. And then while you're having the digital part, you can do that too. So it it can embed inside Bizabo and you do the photo booth. We have a, a, a client who is doing event, a very large cosmetic company. I know all the women would know it, but they have an island. They're setting up this island, all these different stops, and everybody's taking a photo in these different areas on the island. But whether you're in person or you're remote, all the pictures can go on the gallery. So we have a photo gallery live at the event. You're displaying it on the projector inside Bizabo. You're showing the showing it there. You're posting automatically to social media to drive engagement. I know you love social media air. And so all of those things to bridge in remote and live, but to drive more engagement. So organizers absolutely should consider that. And there's different experiences they could create depending on the event. But like we have a whole suite of casino games. Great for those organizers putting on stuff in Vegas where you have a slot machine, you have a lottery, a crack the safe, like all these cool things. And what's really neat is all these activations when people engage, they earn points. You can have a, a, a leaderboard for each of the activations or a master leaderboard. And then everybody's competing, trying to win. So they're all involved looking at the leaderboard. Organizers should know there's sponsorship opportunities. So basically everything should be paid for. They should be making lots of money through these activations and these sponsorship opportunities. And then all the attendees can compete and win prizes, which can be delivered digitally. Go figure. One other use case we've been able to execute is in our digital marketing campaigns. So you can daisy chain games together. Let's say you do three or four. And at, at the end of every game, they get a, a digit or a code. And then on the last step, they enter the four digits to open the safe to win the prize. And so now you're revealing uh not just brands and prizes, but now you're exposing them to new sponsorship opportunities, already giving them a taste of what the event's going to be like and who's going to be there and what's going to be there before they've even gone. And it just really helps to build excitement. Erica, if I may, I want to add two more things. Look, we're talking about what can you do in, in the event, okay? I think organizers, and I'm not trying to denigrate an organizer, but I, I want them to think about this before, you know, doing your marketing before the event and after the event, event, right? Number one, you want to get people excited, right? You want people to attend. I mean, I have an option. I'm, I'm in my seat no matter what. Do I, am I going to attend the event or not? What something has to get me there. I'm not, I don't have a ticket. I know I'm going, I have a decision. Like three minutes before I joined the event, I could say, I don't want to, because it's all about what was leading up to the event. Because activations are digital, they can be included in email campaigns. They can be put on landing pages. These are opportunities to help promote the event and drive engagement, as well as after the event to follow up, to drive home that message, whatever that might be. Or if you're using activations to compete, 
you have reasons to follow up. As a marketer, you want to have that long tail communication. And so you need those reasons to follow up. So on that note, pre-event and post-event, those are really, really important opportunities for organizers. The last thing is networking. We all go to an event or we're in the event. As an organizer, you got to really think, what can you do to help network? And Bizimo does a great job of Q&A and polls and things like that. And we're working on these things. I can't talk about it yet, but, you know, come second half of this year, we'll have opportunities for attendees to network and meet each other and prompting dialogue. And that's not easy for a lot of people to just go up to somebody and meet people. But and to Brad's point, we can enable organizers to offer things that get attendees to do the things that an organizer wants them to do, whether that's interact with each other or visit exhibitors or visit sponsors. Those are all opportunities that that we're focusing on, but organizers have to think about that. Well, you've taken us to the place I wanted to get to, and we've kind of already addressed this, which it wasn't just about what we did before and what we did during the pandemic and learned from that. It's about then taking both those pieces and and it seems like you're doing it which i'm i'm really excited to see you're addressing the engagement issues that event experience leaders probably weren't thinking were issues with in-person only events prior to the pandemic but were obviously there to those of us who were looking we may not we had an inkling that something was off or wrong or low not hitting the mark but we just couldn't quite define it or put our finger on it, we've now come to realize that the major main issue when it comes to all of this and, and success for events is engagement. And I love that you're, you're pit, you're, I almost said pivot. I love that you're pointing out that it's not just at the event itself, but it's pre and post as well. Great job. Yeah. And the, I just, I have to say this as well. Like it's, it's not that, it's not that engagement was bad. It's that now we all know that there's more engagement opportunity yes. and it's more, it's more apparent to us. Right. I think before the pandemic, you're an organizer and you go, oh, I have my meet and greet. And then I have a social party. I get a band in there and great. I checked the box. Engagement's done, but okay, that's fine. But you're missing all of this other opportunity, which again, I think is more apparent now. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that, you know, and, and you can both speak to this, but I think that if anything, I want somebody from right now who's listened up to this point to have a light bulb on in their head thinking there's more than what I've done up to this point that is able to be done already. And there's more that's coming in the future and Captel is part of that. And and so is Bizabo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give, you know, put a feather in Bizabo's cap here because, you know, what Bizabo is doing with the app uh, market, that's amazing because let's be realistic here. As an organizer, you're very stressed. It's one of the top five most stressful jobs. I remember reading a report. It's like up there with policemen and firemen. And so organizers are very stressed and they have so much to do. And now if you say, oh, get this digital companion going and have your virtual event platform to a company live, like, oh my gosh, how do I handle that? So you got to make it easy. And I, and I think creds to Bizabo and the app marketplace where I'm not going to say button click, but you know, things will be a lot easier to add engagement and add these opportunities that we're, 
we're presenting here to the Visibo platform so that we relieve that stress for organizers. Yeah, and Visibo is smart about making sure that they are uh, allowing their event organizers to really build an experience that is virtual and in-person, that's hybrid. And so Captello comes right alongside and offers solutions right out of the box, like end-to-end solutions that help the same people execute on both sides of the hybrid experience. Excellent. Well put. Ryan and Brad, it's been amazing talking with you. I want to make sure we can direct people to where they can find out more about Captello. Anything specific you'd love people to jump in and maybe experience an activation themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So everybody who is listening here, you can go to captello.com forward slash, what is it, Brad? Arcade. Yeah, there you go. We we call it the arcade. Over fifty of our activations and counting, um, we're we're producing two to three new activations every month. We've got a Pac-Man coming. We've got a racing experience, which is totally uh, engaging for the attendee and the organizer. Just really cool stuff. And so yeah, they can go to that arcade and actually click on some of the experiences and just play and and interact in the browser to really kind of feel it out. Awesome. I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes for this episode so people can find that quickly and easily if they're, you know, on the go listening to this and at least they're engaged, right? They're engaged with this conversation. They're listening. So Ryan, Brad, so great talking with you. I look forward to speaking with you again in the near future. Thanks so much for being here. Likewise. It's been fun, Eric. Thank you so much. Great, Eric. Great to talk to you today. Thank you. conversation with some amazing event experience leaders. Thank you so much to Ryan and Brad for joining me on this podcast episode. I hope that you're walking away with some insight and some brainstorming seeds in your brain as to the potential that is there for engagement at in-person events, at virtual events, and overcoming those engagement challenges at all the amazing events you're planning in the future. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, I would love for you to do us the favor of sharing this episode with somebody you know needs to hear it. Hit the share button in your podcast player app of choice wherever you're listening to this, or head on over to the show notes for this episode, which you can find at bizabo.com slash podcasts. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next episode.